Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 136. I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Holland, and as always, I'm sad. Digitally next to my one pop partner, one call. John Maloney. John Junior Boost Maloney and Alexander Apricot Pepsi Holland coming to you live and direct. Adelaide. No, I'm not in Adelaide. I will be at the end of the. Maybe I can make that announcement. Getting ahead of yourself. Everyone, yeah. if you want to catch me live, as in, I'm not doing the show, just me in live. If you want to <laughs> see me IRL, the Thebidin Theatre. I'm going to be performing. An underperforming show at Thebiton Theatre. We really need to shift some tickets for that because so far it's just <laughs> my mum and dad that have bought tickets and it's starting to, numbers are pretty thin on my Thebiton yeah. one-man show. Alexander Holland, <laughs> live Thebiton. An evening. An evening with Alexander. Just an evening. <laughs> I haven't quite worked out what I do for my one-man show. <laughs> Close up. I do close up magic in an enormous theater. Close up magic. I mean, it doesn't. I don't really know what Henry Rollins talks about. Wait, yeah. What does he do? It's funny. It's funny you should mention that. He was on my Instagram yesterday. The interview that he Mm. did with Rogan years ago was on, and he was talking about how he doesn't fly business or first class, even though he's a multi gajillionaire. He was saying Mm. that his. His ba- that basically his upbringing and his life when he was younger, when he had no money, that's kind of taught yeah. taught him to respect money in a way that doesn't allow him to fly. Like mentally, he won't allow himself to fly business. So he flies. So Henry, mm. I mean, unless he's changed, he told Rogan a few years ago that he flies economy. So you could be wow. you could be an economy, and you could turn to mm. your right, and it's just a big old Henry Rollins beefcake. Yeah, big old thick-necked Henry Rollins. <laughs> and I say, what is in that show? <laughs> I don't, why does anyone care? Why does anyone care about Black Flag anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember having a, a real distaste for him because just because I saw an interview of him slagging off Morrissey and this was before Morrissey was oh, like public right. enemy number 1. So it was back when I when <laughs> when any talk of Morrissey being uh, being a person who was unpleasant or self-indulgent or anything. I just wouldn't have any of yeah. it because he was my hero. I remember Henry Rollins. Mm. Somebody asked Henry Rollins, like, I can't remember if he, like, who his least favorite person was. And he's, he, he, t- he told something how he fantasized about, like, tying Morrissey up and tickling him until he wet himself. It was very weird. <laughs> and I was like, man. Hen-. But now, years later, I'm like, man, Henry was ahead of that. He knew, he knew mm. that, that Morrissey was going to be a troublesome man. Got a bad feeling before anyone else had a bad feeling. Yeah. About, Mo- about Mozza. And I can't wait to see you sat next to me in economy when I fly to Australia in, on December. I think I'm arriving December 9th. Yeah. December 9th in Adelaide. Alexander That was Holland. good of you because you said, you said to me, there's a little bit in... There's a little bit in the Patreon account. Maybe I can get an upgrade. And then you rang me back a couple of days later and said, no, we'll leave that for something else. And I thought, well, I wasn't, I didn't want to say anything, but I think that's the right decision. Once we start emptying it for private jets. I also do a little bit of um, 
charity work for some organizations and I've dipped into those funds as well. Uh, <laughs> there's some, some people in need and I thought, I'm a person in need. I need to get to Adelaide. Yeah. So <laughs> I need I need to be able to recline fully <laughs> during my flight. <laughs> I, I was like, look, I cannot end up sat next to fucking Henry Rollins. That's going to be insufferable. <laughs> 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 he's got this not, it can't be allowed to happen he's got this track from his um solo career from a few years ago called liar which i do fucking love mm. if anyone wants to check that mm. guys henry Rollins' liar is a great song uh absolutely love it he's he's dressed like a devil he's in the desert or something oh. talking about how he's a liar it's so good now john i wanted to start off the podcast talking about something that happened to me a couple of yeah. weeks ago I was doing one of my jolly jogs through the beautiful city of Berlin, jogging mm-hmm. from my place through, decided to go through the city. I forgot that it was going to be super, yeah. super, super busy uh, at that time of day on a Saturday. I ended up jogging over past the Berliner Dome, over Karl Liebknecht mm-hmm. Broker, which is Karl Liebknecht oh, yeah. Bridge. And I, language. It's a beautiful, and I don't I pronounce it so well <laughs> as well, my grasp of it. Karl Liebknecht Brücke, as I try to do the guttural R. And I noticed as I went over the bridge, that area of Berlin is very popular with tourists. And okay. I noticed as I went across the bridge, it was just packed with tourists and I couldn't really be asked jogging the whole way because it was too busy and it was actually quite a sunny day and I thought let me soak in this tourist atmosphere and I noticed that there were three men around the bridge three men gathered together and as I got closer I realized that they were performing or offering if mm. you will the classic mm. shell game the classic shell game that we know so well where anybody who's not familiar with this uh, I don't know if I if when you say shell game, I'm not sure what you're referring to. Okay, cool, great. So you can be, you, you can do audience. I'll be the I'll be the audience. You can be the audience. Okay, so you go over Karl Liebknecht Brooker, and you mm-hmm. suddenly notice that there is a man. He's put down some sort of sheet or a board or something, and then on top, he's probably he's kneeling down at the board, and on the board, mm-hmm. he's placed either three cups or three shells or something. And then as you right. approach him, you realize he's, he's swirling the cups around. You don't really know what's going on. Mm. And then he lifts mm. one of the cup to reveal that either mm. a small rubber ball is either there or not. Everybody starts either yep. cheering or jeering. And then he claps yeah. his hands like and he a, says, come like on. scene from a Guy Ritchie movie. Step right up. Step right up. Yeah. Double your money. Yeah. Double your money, son. And you realize it's a gambling game, you would uh, mm. think, where all that's happening is he's putting a ball under a cup and then he's quickly mm. swishing the cups around mm. and he's saying to you as the audience member, the person that is potentially going to bet money, I bet yeah. that you can't follow the cup or shell under the which movement. I have... Yeah. The, the, uh, the cup or the shell which I've placed the ball under... And okay, yeah, and it basically looks like he's not moving the cups that fast. You can mm. follow where the ball is going. This is the trick. Mm. This is the idea. Mm. You think he's not moving them that fast? Uh, mm. I could guess where that ball is for sure. And yeah. 
So you're starting to think to yourself, I mean, I mean, I don't know who's starting to think to themselves this because <laughs> this game has been around apparently, I, I Wikipedia'd it, this game's been around since ancient Greece. They say there's the mm-hmm. first and it's a sleight of hand, wow. it's a sleight of hand trick. It's not gambling, it's a scab. So the person yeah, who's okay. doing the shell, who's moving the shells, they do a sleight of hand trick where you yeah. don't see them shift the ball out or whatever. Bef- like right. they, they shift it from one cup to another before you can see and then where you think it yeah. is when he starts moving them. And the yeah. other thing that they do to instill trust in the audience is they have shills mm. around them, other people, mm. other, other people who are there with them who pretend to be playing the game. And then the guy doing yeah. the shell game pretends to lose a few rounds to the shell. Yeah, okay. So it's like, oh, that guy just won. It's not a scam. Uh, even mm. though all of the men were 60 dressed in tracksuits together and they were the only ones that seemed to be winning. And when- they all got in a van together at the end of the day. <laughs> and it just... No, that's loser talk. I've won that game a bunch of times. <laughs> but it just, yeah, it just made me think, who doesn't know that the shell game <laughs> is... Because obviously these guys are, are doing it because they're still mm. getting clients. Like people are still, yeah. they're still getting marks that are coming up yep. to play the game. And I'm just like, yeah, who would the, it's 2023. <laughs> They've been playing this game for a thousand years. It's a bit of scam the, for a yeah, thousand years. Two, yeah. Yeah. At least. <laughs> and that's wild. You got the internet. Who is rolling? What kind of, I mean, how bad does your gambling addiction have to be that you go? I know, <laughs> I know this has been a scam for a thousand years, but I think yeah. I can be, I think this, this one, I it's about to tick over. It real. It's about to yeah, tick that's over. Right. It's just, this machine's been r- running for 2,000 years it's, and it's about to cash out. And the worst thing we can do <laughs> is stop playing the shell game now because, uh, while we're ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, I find that quite charming, really, in this age of increasingly sophisticated scams that make use of all this technology that people are like, you're you're overthinking it. Just for, just the shell game. That's all you need to get to rip people off. It's not your uh, it's not your mum whose voice has been cloned calling mm, calling exactly. robo robo calling you and saying I've had a terrible <laughs> accident. I need you to send a thousand dollars in Bitcoin to this address right now. Mm. It's literally guys going, yeah, people still be falling for this for this bullshit. Um, it's really That's funny good. too when I when I crossed the bridge, I I, I couldn't believe that yeah. they were still. Like that, they were still doing it, but mind you, it reminded me that I've actually seen it on. Like I've seen it on. They still play it on Westminster Bridge in London all the time as well. Oh, and I'm right. just, and so I, I yeah. but I hadn't seen it for a few years, and so I saw them doing it, and I stopped. I was in my full running gear, and I was just I had my arms crossed, and I was just I couldn't stop laughing because <laughs> there were like four men who were all probably like mid yeah. mid fifties, all just dressed exactly the same. And they were the ones that just kept <laughs> winning, like, and nobody was actually playing it. So I don't know how long it took them to get a mu- to actually get a mark. But I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And he looked up. He he looked up at me, the guy running it, and just saw me laughing. And he was just like, "Come on, come on, you can play, you can win." And I just was like, had this massive <laughs> smile on my face. And he goes, "Yeah, come on and win, big buddy." And I just I just said I said, "Mein Freund, ich wurde nicht gestern geboren," which means, "My friend, I was not born yesterday." 
And uh, <laughs> and and I just That's couldn't great. stop giggling at him. I'd like to see them combine some of the latest cutting edge innovations in scam technology with the shell game. Maybe they can do like a deep fake of your mum being held hostage behind the shell game operator, and you have to play the game to save her, or like a like a holographic pile of money. That will all be yours. Take one of the shells up and underneath it is your mother with her hands tied, a little hologram of your mother with her hands tied behind her back going, yeah. you have to guess which shell I'm under or I'm done for. And you go, okay, done. this doesn't really make any sense, but I feel like this is a weird dream, but all right, I'll do it. Or like a, a Nigerian prince pops out from under the shell and says... You, I stand to inherit millions of dollars. <laughs> All you've got to do is win the shell game. <laughs> so, Al, I've uh, experienced during the week something of a milestone uh, in my life and in my, particularly in my online existence, which is increasingly the most successful and important <laughs> aspect <laughs> of, my, of my existence. Uh, and that is that I logged onto Instagram the other day, as I do about every 20 minutes at, at a minimum. And, um, and I got a notification and it was relating to a comment and it was a comment that I'd made on the, it was like a, on a reel from a Melbourne comedian. Her name is Aurelia St. Clair. And she was doing that thing where you add your own kind of twist to a little kind of meme trunk, you know, like you add. So for example, so in this particular case, I'll, I'll explain what I mean. Somebody had said, um, what's an example of an occasion where you realized that you'd been saying something wrong for right. your entire life or whatever, which is something that's been doing the rounds. Famously, Justin Timberlake responded to this same, uh, reel by this lady. So it's like she'd recorded a, a reel and then somebody cuts in at a particular time and kind of makes it into a viral thing that you put your own twist on. So Justin Timberlake said me because he he got a lot of flack from memesters for saying, gotta be made. <laughs> and, uh, in, in the, and, and so in a self-deprecating <laughs> joke, he just, he it's just gotta said straight my. to camera. It's gotta be my. But so in, in a self-deprecating little twist, he just said to the camera, me. And then everyone kind of went nuts that he'd responded to this fairly kind of low-ranked influencer. And then Aurelia Sinclair, this increasingly successful Melbourne comedian, did the same thing. And she said, because a lot of her content is about Melbourne, uh, when I first moved to Melbourne, I, or she, she said something like, did, does anyone have that experience of when you first moved to Melbourne, you called it reservoir, not reservoir? And what she was referring to was an outer suburb of Melbourne called Reservoir and it's spelt Reservoir and it was obviously originally named after, in fact, it was originally named after an actual reservoir, 
but uh, as Australians do, they like to come up with their own misshapen ways of pronouncing things. So over time, the locals obviously thought this was too Frenchy, so they just started calling it reservoir. And then now that's the kind of accepted local pronunciation of the suburb is yeah. reservoir. And so she made this joke and I follow her content on Instagram. So I commented, I just pronounce it reservoir because it's a word and that's how you say that word or something like that. Yeah. I won't bother looking up my exact, my exact wording, but that's what I said. So it was a little kind of acerbic quip. And then I noticed that it started to probably like a week or two after it had been up there, got a bunch of likes, like maybe 50 or 60 likes. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then for some reason it was kind of spat out again by the algorithm, obviously. And it just started, I started getting these kind of hourly updates about it getting 150 likes and then 200 likes and then 250 likes and then 300 likes. And I was like, what's going on here? And then it slowed down again. But at the moment, probably as of today, I got a few more <laughs> notifications and it's now been going on for like probably a couple of months and it's up to around about 915 <laughs> likes and, uh, <laughs> and it's not heaps. a particularly, yeah, which, which obviously speaks to the fact that maybe it struck a chord with people who are like, yeah, saying reservoir is dumb. It's just, it's called reservoir. Yeah, you're so misprint, because you're that. essentially, what you've written is you're, you've, you've kind of quite snidely said the reason yeah. I pronounce it reservoir is because that's the correct pronunciation. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. everyone else, and, and just, people have chimed in and been like, this guy is right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. And then a couple of people have commented like, whatever, mate, obviously citizens of reservoir who think I'm being a snob <laughs> and, uh, and... <laughs> probably, the, probably, they're probably right. And, um, and Melbourne barrister John so, Maloney writes another exactly. snide, snobby post <laughs> <laughs> comment. Yeah, I just put a little link to etymology.com and the, the word <laughs> reservoir. And uh, so that's where I, that's where it's up to. And I feel this kind of version of, well, I feel this kind of titillation, which I associated with the sort of feeling that you you'd get when you first logged on to you first went on to the internet and you had this sense that like wow everyone can see what I'm doing because normally when I make comments they just kind of go out into the ether and I don't really think about it and if they get a few likes it sort of gives your brain a bit of a you know you get a little release of dopamine or whatever yeah. and you go on with your day but to get to get like 900 something <laughs> likes was kind of on, a, on what bizarre. you must have assumed was a throwaway comment. You wouldn't exactly, have, you wouldn't have thought like, Oh, if that gets no likes, that doesn't surprise me. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I just, um, and it was liked by the comedian herself, which might've helped, but, um, I don't know what happened. And then it got me thinking about this phenomenon of people who are kind of comment section heroes. And you and I, we'll often share a funny post with, with each other. And then we'll, and then we'll say to each other, look at the top comment the top on the post, comment. because that'll be, that'll be like really funny in its own right. I mean, the, the example that you showed me, which I think you've mentioned previously on the podcast maybe is, uh, 
is a kind of note for people who are doing singing or instrumental work and it's just like a, it's a 60 sing- minutes of middle C. Yeah, is that to, right? to get your pitch right for either tuning an instrument or singing. Right, yeah. And then someone... <laughs> Someone has commented, this shiz slaps. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just such a, such a perfectly worded little bullshit comment. And, 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 it's and so, then he gets like. Yeah. And isn't the, and isn't the lovely thing about that? Not, not only do you see the comment and it makes you feel a sense of joy, but you see how everybody mm. else has decided mm. that that's the best. Like it's just the top comment <laughs> by hundreds of likes and you just think how amazing is this that other people have this amazing and not only that other people have this this great sense of humor but the people who have come here for middle c to tune their instruments Mm. have seen that and been like this is fucking great this is the best comment (laughs) yeah that's so funny because it's just like misappropriating that all it's not like a a viral video it's literally people of you would only go there if you needed middle c to chew to calibrate your own pitch of voice or instrument and people have just seen yeah. that comment and be like, yeah, this has made my day. <laughs> and there's a, I mean, there's lots of examples, but <clears throat> another example was this post, which was a kind of blow by blow breakdown of the very confusing relationship that arose between Avril Lavigne, the nineties kind of uh, punky singer and Tiger and, uh, um, the rapper and the, the the rapper and people were explaining the the poster was explaining that they had sort of bizarre you know multiple networks where they were kind of you know felt like they were distant relatives who'd come <laughs> together for like bizarre reasons and it was a very long and complicated explanation of how Avril knew this person and this person used to date Tiger and then Tiger used to date this person so their exes were also exes of the same person and blah 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 and then someone just posted why'd they have to go and make it all so complicated, which is a, which is a play on Avril Lavigne's lyrics. And it's just, and then that got like like a a thousand. It's kind of like a dad joke, but a beautiful dad joke. Yeah, that's right. And it's just sort of deliberately lame and everyone's kind of, you know, it's got like a couple of thousand likes and I just love it because it's kind of, um, it's a sort of very selfless form of celebrity where someone's not, expecting anything in return yeah. just putting this thing out into the world and then they're getting this moment where they're being sort of crowd surfed <laughs> by the by the by the comment community who are like yeah well done this is great and then that's it's not going to lead to anything it's like not like everyone goes <laughs> anyone goes oh, this guy's a great commenter so i mean maybe it does in certain circumstances but i don't think so know, i think you're, i think of, you're right you can't, the no i mean i spent a lot of time reading about how people grow their online audience, John, and nobody is saying, mm. nobody is saying, don't worry about posting any original content. Just, <laughs> that's right. You can literally have, just have an Instagram account with literally no posts, never post mm. reels, just do funny mm. comments and you're going to be able to sell a, bo- <laughs> sell a book to your growing. Yeah. Fan. People are just going to go from the comment to your profile, see no posts, yeah. or, your, or your profile yeah. could just be screenshots of your best posts, of your best comments. Yeah. Your entire profile could just be, uh, here are some of the greatest comments that I've done over the last 10 years. <laughs> the closest I've seen to that is this comedian called Ken M. I don't know if you've ever seen his work. And he basically does a version of that. He uses a particular platform which i've never been on which must be a kind of community posting thing 
and he basically posts a bunch of bait and then gets into really dumb arguments with people where he'll say, he'll say things like, you know, this would have never happened if uh, Jimmy Carter hadn't become president or something. And then somebody will just say, what the hell is that supposed to mean? And he'll explain it in some really obscure way and just get, get everyone riled up and then just post his comments. But that's kind of a, that's almost a perversion of the simple joy of just putting something out there and you go, this is as many people as, I mean, there'd be plenty of like tenured professors who write uh, books and fewer people read and appreciate their books than appreciate these people's comments. But uh, <laughs> then they just, they don't get anything out of it. They get back, they go back down into the, into the uh, nameless numberless infinity of people who sit in comment sections, but they just get a little moment in the sun. And, and I saw there was a few sort of, um, there was a few listicles that I saw, I guess that's what you would call them, which basically had curated different examples of these people. So that's probably the highest form of celebrity you might get out of it is if somebody says, I'm going to put you in my list of top 20 comment, random comments. Comment lords. Yeah, comment lords. Well, as I That's said, right. as I said to you, John, it was a <clears throat> it's a missed opportunity because you did it under your own Instagram mm. profile as opposed to the "Don't Praise the Machine" Instagram profile, which desperately needs yeah. reach. So we need you to start. Yeah, we need you to start posting exclusively from "Don't Praise the Machine" Instagram <laughs> account, and then people will go, "Who's this funny commenter?" And they'll come over mm. to our Instagram account follow us on Instagram, then they'll join the mm. email list. And then when I yeah. eventually put out my $2,000 consulting course about how to improve mm. your life, how to make your life better by taking cold showers, waking up really early, <laughs> journaling, <laughs> meditating, eating raw beans. Yeah. Eat, it's also, I'm, gonna be, yeah. I'm releasing a program that's about improving your life by eating sand. Just, <laughs> just take a handful of sand every morning and crunch it. Sand. Mm. What you need to do every morning is you need to have a handful of sand and hair. You need to just <laughs> put sand and hair between in a roll, in a you bread roll. Got, sand. You've got like a hair and tomato Wim ketchup. <laughs> You're like the Wim Hof of Pika or whatever that weird disease is. <laughs> what, what is Pika? What's Pika? Oh, Pika. It's the we used to cruelly laugh about it because they would it was a favorite of people like Maury Povitz and Dr. Phil because they would have people on the show who like oh like eating weird get, shit get it get invited over for a dinner party and then someone just finds them eating drywall <laughs> and they're like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> that's what we're gonna be it's gonna be my program is fix your life in 30 days through Pika and then just various weird <laughs> Weird shit you can eating, eat. Eating hair out of the plug hole <laughs> and and drywall. <laughs> and that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna monetize the audience. It's, it's a little off brand for the podcast. Yeah, sure. Guys, I have a podcast, but I also sell Money's. a high ticket a high ticket program. It's about yeah. improving your life by eating challenging and inedible <laughs> things. <laughs> it's like the kind of it's like the the sort of uh digestive equivalent of cold bathing yeah know, it's like exactly if you can start your day by just crunching on some plaster <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then it just purifies you rubber bands <laughs> and plaster breakfast mm, so my message to the don't praises is go and have a look on 
Aurelia St. Clair's page, like my comment, yeah, get do me it. up to a thousand. Do it. Because I think if you get me up to a thousand, then I have every right to write to Mark Zuckerberg and say, dear Mark, this, this comment has garnered <laughs> over 1000 likes and I'm yet to receive any income. What's happening? What are the rules here? <laughs> <laughs> John, I've been sitting on this for a couple of weeks. It's pretty funny and I thought you would like it. So I'm just going to read you the headline. This was kicking around the interwebs a couple of weeks ago as a funny, mm-hmm. what, a, what a funny story. Uh, <laughs> Lithuanian man arrested for faking heart attack 20 times to avoid paying bill at restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. So his name's Adis, Adis J, a 50-year-old Lithuanian man living in Alicante on the east coast of Spain. So what he would do Mm -hmm. is he'd order a meal at a restaurant (laughs) and when it came Mm. time to pay, he'd clutch his chest dramatically and fall to the floor as if he was having a heart attack. Uh, Then to further confuse everyone, he'd pretend to be a Russian tourist and start mixing multiple languages together. He was often dressed in designer clothes, so not the type to skip out on a bill. And then he'd Mm. order a Russian salad, several whiskeys, just like you, John. You can really relate to this Mm. man. And then expensive items like lobster and more whiskey. And then this is from The Independent. Um, The 20th time Aedas tried his luck in in a year caught the attention of the police when the manager of Buen Coma restaurant uh, noticed him trying to flee. The offender ordered two whiskeys and seafood paella, receiving a bill for mm-hmm. 34. This is only 34 euros and 85 cents. This is great. <laughs> and then he sought medical attention for heart problems and was admit was even admitted to hospital. So wow. I just love this story because you know that you and I are obsessed with shame. And I just yeah. love anybody. But also, also life hacks. Yeah, it's also life hacks. I mean, <laughs> what a great way to just get out of paying for anything is to pretend to because people <laughs> people shift into a into a kind of panicked mm. help mode. Like they need mm, to assist exactly. another member of the human species and help them not yeah. die. And I just love I mean, we talked about scams earlier in the podcast. I love yeah. I'm obsessed with scams. And I'm obsessed with mm. Aedas J, the 50-year-old Lithuanian man <laughs> living in Alicante, <laughs> who rather than pay 34 euro for a meal, mm. is he's yeah. just got no problem at all going through <laughs> the, he's, you know, the amount of attention that would be heaped on you having a fake yeah. heart attack. He's like, you know what? That's fine. I'm totally, yeah. he's probably like, look, I'm a bit pissed because I've got 12 expensive whiskeys under my belt. So I'm just going to like fake heart attacks all over Alicante <laughs> until until I get caught. Uh, mm. And apparently he, wow. uh, despite being arrested on several occasions, uh, he was always released because it was a minor crime. But his most recent attempt at this little scam had him jailed for 42 mm. days. Jokes on them. Now he gets fucking three meals a day for free yeah, in now, prison. Now he, gets, now he gets three squares a day. <laughs> In prison. But that made me think of you, John, because you love whiskey mm. and mm. Russian salad. And and doing 
doing runners. I love doing runners. <laughs> doing, um, do, what do you, what do Australians call it when you when you don't pay for it? Ta- is it there's a word for attack? Oh well, um, dine and dash is the is the dine and dash. But yeah. that might be more universal. But then what is it called? What's it What's it called when Australians <laughs> run away from cabs without paying for them? Isn't it just called doing a runner? Yeah, maybe it's called doing a runner. Um, but there's a there's a yeah. I mean, I can't say I've ever done that because I view it as I can't say I've ever done that because I'm a piece of shit. But I'm not that big a piece of shit. But I did I did once accidentally do it. Um, probably more than once, but once that I remembered where I was like halfway home. And I had just successfully left the restaurant without paying. And I went back, of course, and paid. But, you know, it does make you think that uh, you could very easily get out of get out of uh, not paying if you played your cards right. But I guess eventually your luck might run out. I walked out um, of a uh, I walked out of a out of a sporting goods store. Decathlon. Shout out to Decathlon. Mm-hmm. Decathlon, you'd be one of the perfect nominees. As a sponsor for the podcast, I'm in there mm, all would. the time. My house is full of decathlon <laughs> stuff. And you'll love this story, decathlon, because it shows how committed. I've got a decathlon shoe right here. Did you buy that from decathlon in Europe? Yeah, in, no way. in Melbourne. You have decathlon in here. Melbourne? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. To, you have to drive for a while to get there, but we got it now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, decathlon, just reach out mm. to hello. At dptm.org, shout out as well to Samantha, mm. before I forget, shout out to Sam Cook. She was the first to email at the new email address. Oh. Sam Cook wrote in to tell me all about how she had not been using the Spotify Discovery playlists for years and then our podcast about the Spotify Discovery playlist and potential Spotify Discover playlist contamination. She wrote to say, I've just started using the Spotify Discover weekly playlist again because of your podcast. Thank you so much. For remembering, for reminding me, and so oh, Sam wow. was the, Sam was the first person to email, and she was quick because it went Sam, and then like thousands of other people that all yeah 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 yeah. Like, oh, I'm trying to be the first. It was it was Samantha. Can I get, can I get the DPTM Life membership? Can no, I get the Sam sh- got it? Yeah, sh- so we, Sam is getting the icy cold cans of Coke, copy of Who <laughs> Weekly magazine. Copies of Who Weekly <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. uh, a few tokens for downtown, a few tokens for Magic Mountain, and a mm. double pass to Jurassic Park 1 at <laughs> Wallace Cinemas. Sam, sure you did enjoy <laughs> that prize pack if you lived in Adelaide in 1993. <laughs> 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 and why was I talking about this? Oh, yeah, Decathlon. Decathlon, mm. reach out to Decathlon. The email address for Decathlon Potential Show Sponsor and anyone who wants to get in touch is hello at dptm.org. That's a brand new email address. Mm. I was in Decathlon buying stuff for the mar- I was buying some energy gels for the mar- Berlin Marathon a couple of weeks ago. And uh-huh. I had the energy gels in one hand and I had a pair of uh, like running underwear in the other. And I, it was an auto scan <laughs> thing and I auto scanned the energy gels and i just never took the uh running underwear out of my hand and i just walked out mm. of the store and then something beeped when i walked out of the store and i was like why is it beeping and then i was like oh and i did a horrible thing where i re- that thing terrifying thing where i realized i'm a felon 
I've walked out of the store. <laughs> I'm a criminal. I've walked out without paying for this. Yeah. I'm having images of Bart with Bone Storm in the Christmas episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> His whole life. It's, my family's going to be uh, so disappointed. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and so I walked out, and then uh, and I still had time. To- as soon as I walked out, and I realized I'd done it, my brain went, "You better, you better run back up there and pay for it before something." <laughs> so, a- so that's what I did. So I uh, the the thing beeped, and so I got my underwear. I ran back up the escalator, and. I managed to rescan them and pay for them, and I didn't. Nobody seemed to notice, and I didn't hmm. go to jail. And that's the story of Adis J, the fifty-year-old Lithuanian man <laughs> who stole <laughs> food by pretending to have a heart attack. Yeah, I mean, if he did it at least twenty times, he's probably still ahead. I reckon he's st- it's still still well worth it. Um, I mean. <clears throat> You're right though, because I think the the automatic checkout is kind of at the right at the cusp of what most people consider the separation between white lie and impermissible scammy behavior. Because a lot of people will be like, Oh, you know, I got the trust tomato, the fancy trust tomatoes, yeah. but I'm just gonna put th- <laughs> just gonna put them through as like crap tomatoes. Because uh, whatever these people have made a decision not to have human beings at the checkout, <laughs> and that's that's their fault. And uh, and then some people will just you know use it as an excuse to uh, do even worse than that. Probably take all manner of things and then only put a few of them through. Mm. But uh, not people like you and me who've internalised uh, fears of fears of the police state. That's what an upbringing in Australia does to you. <laughs> I just popped a little old lady into my plastic bag in the in Woolworths <laughs> and just didn't tell anyone I had her in there. I just took her home and made her my little granny. <laughs> you just, for some reason, you just put her through as ginger and then and then paid ginger nubs. <laughs> she paid the two hundred grams of ginger nubs <laughs> for my little granny. Well, everyone, that's the end of the show, and we want to say thank you so much. For tuning in <laughs> this week to Don't Praise the Machine. My name has been Alexander Hall, and as always, I've been sat digitally next to my number one pod partner. Your name, John, for the show can be John Maloney. John Junior Boost Maloney. Maloney. Thanks so much, everybody. And we can't wait to see you next week at the podcast. <laughs>